He's worthy. Amen. Quick update on the building. You know, they didn't think that we should do our own demo, so we did. And uh, they didn't think we'd ever get done in time. We done early. Uh, yeah, that's huge. Hello, somebody. Yeah, I mean, really big shout out. There's some real heroes in the house. They came by and did, I mean, people did some amazing work. And, and a lot of stuff is done. Now all we do, matter of fact, we did some of ours. We felt sorry for them. We did some of theirs too. You know, and, and uh, uh, we, now, you know, we're just kind of flowing, just see what's next. And there's, okay, the city needs that. We'll do that, you know, and we're just going through it. But just keep, keep praying. You know, if you, if you haven't been uh, in the building, by the building, around the building, get over there. But just keep praying. Keep circling it in prayer. Huh? You know, it's, and just, just continue to pray because God, God's going God's gonna to answer those prayers. I mean, if, if anybody should be a living testimony of God answering that kind of prayer, it should be you and I. Right. And and, you know, uh, it's still the, the testimony just continues to grow and people are blown away and there's all kinds of great stuff happening. And so we just, you know, we just in the building and uh, every day and we're just believing God and walking around there. And, and you know, it's sort of funny because when we started, everybody talked about how big it is. By the end of, of a week and a half, everybody's going, I don't know. There's going to be big enough up in here. for <laughs> Everybody's stretching their vision and it's awesome. Uh, but just give bigger. That'll, that'll be good. Just give big. I'm not joking. Just give big. Amen. Just, why? Because we're believing God for some big stuff. Amen. How many excited about what God's doing in your life? I think we'll stop right there and just give God a big, huge praise. It's awesome. Amen. You know, and, we, and we just been, we've been talking about it, and I just want to, you know, last night I never even made it into my notes. And, and it's like, Wow, I don't know what to preach this morning. So let's just go see what's going to happen. But uh, the, the deal is, the deal is, is that what we want to do is we want to be the people who are, truly are led by the Spirit of God. Huh? I mean, not, not just folks who got a T-shirt and a bumper sticker. We want to be led by the Spirit of God. You know, Romans 8, 14 says, for as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. We know that there's a couple of different words in the Greek for sons, technon and weos. Technon just simply means a child by mere fact of childbirth. Weos is a child who displays the characteristics of his father. So you could say technon is just, you're just technically a child. It, you, it's immature. Weos is a mature child. Okay, you, you, you're not just there because you're there, but now you, you're part of it. You're in the family. You understand the flow. You're, you're being directed by the Spirit of God. Hello? That's who we want to be. We, we want to be mature children of God, led by the Spirit. Not everything you've ever done was like birth of God. Come on, you, you know, you and I, we've all done some stuff. That wasn't, that wasn't Jesus. We try to blame it on him. You know, because a lot of times, you know, it's kind of funny that the more you, you, you start pressing in to be spirit-led, sometimes the weirder people get. You know, and, you know, they think that a tambourine and some streamers, and they're suddenly in the spirit. No, you're just annoying. You know, and if you're really into tambourines and streamers, I, I don't mean to offend you. I'm just a musician, and I can't deal with people that want to be on a worship team but don't want to come to a rehearsal. You want to be loud and obnoxious and everybody see you, but you don't want to flow with the team. That just irritates me, and I'm just honest. And if you're sitting there thinking, 
dude, I hope you don't see my tambourine. <laughs> it's all right. It's cool. That, that does, but, you know, it's weird because people start wanting to live by the Spirit, and they start just getting spooky, and they don't produce great results. Now, you can be spooky. I know some folks who are just flat spooky, but they got results to back it up, so you kind of put up with it, right? Well, come on. I, I mean, I know some people who flow in the Spirit, and they are you know, it, they're not normal, but they're effective. The ones that bother me are the people who are very strange. But, dude, all you got to do is say something to them. They're offended. And they, well, you know, the Spirit of God lead me out of here. Now, you know, it's not the Spirit of God leading you anywhere. You just ticked. You're mad when you got here, and you're mad when you're leaving now. And it's Jesus. No, it ain't Jesus. It's, it's your immaturity. That's not, that is not a weos. That's a technon. And it's always been prevalent, has it not? Marty, how long have you been in church? Like 72 years or something like that. This is a long time. And, uh, you know, we, we grew up in church. And, uh, you know, we had a lady at our church. I remember it was kind of, kind of hard because uh, in Shady Cove, Oregon, my dad was uh, heading up a church. We always, anytime we pastor churches, it's like max of two years. He, he'd lead a church. It, it would explode with growth. And then he'd look at somebody and say, tag, you're it. And we were back on the road. And, uh, uh, but in Shady Cove, Oregon, I remember, because uh, it was great. I mean, this church would just pack up, and, and, and we, we were young. We want to bring our friends, but they were, t- they were so spooky, man. Some of them people were scary. And, uh, uh, and we had a lady that sat in the back, and she sounded like a, like a fire truck. Now, we had a guy that every service, you're guaranteed to have a salvation because he's going to get saved every service. Right? Have you been there? He, he, he was going to get saved every service, and there was another dude that was going to prophesy every service. The problem was is that he's going to prophesy the same prophecy every service. And, 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 and the lady in the back, you know, she would, Sister Perkins, and she sounded like a fire truck, and she'd start, and, he'd, and it would go off. And, and it, yeah, that was, she's here. She's like somewhere over there. And every service she'd go. And as, what was nuts is, is that, my dad ran that church for a while, and then we'd go away, and then we'd come back, and he'd run it again for a couple of years. And as she got older, her fire engine thing was it keep it kept going, but it would go, you know, because she'd run out of air. She got older, bless her heart, and and so you know, and so you'd bring a friend and pray that Sister Perkins had a cold or something, but it never failed. She would be in true form when you had friends there, and. and and you got the dude over there, and, you know, Johnny's going to get saved in a minute. He just can't wait for everybody to shut up so he can get saved. And the, and the other brother's going to jump up and prophesy. Except when you, if you, you know, when he left the church, was, this is the guy that prophesied every service, and somebody went to him and said, just in a nice way, they took him aside. They didn't do it like I would have done it. <laughs> if you're wondering, how come, how come you don't do it that way? It didn't work. They took him aside and they said, "Hey, brother, you know this, this is awesome. We know that you know your gift and you mean a lot to us. But, but uh, um, man, it's always at the wrong time. You, know, you always do it at the wrong time. So what we're going to do is we're going to just have you. If you feel like something's coming, we want you to check in with somebody. And you know what he did? He started doing this. Standing. What's what are you doing? I'm wiping the dust off my feet." First time, first time, first time anybody brought correction to him. That's the wrong spirit. The Bible says, let's look at it in John chapter 16. It says, when he comes, right, 
He said, I'm telling you, it's to your advantage that I go away. Right? It's to, you know, when God's doing something, by the way, it's always to your advantage. God's for you, not against you. He's, he's going to lift you up, not tear you down. He's, he's going he's to give you, you know, strength, not rip you off. He said, I'm, it's to your advantage. If I don't go, the helper ain't going to come. You got help coming. But look, look, look at verse 8. He said, and when he comes, he will convict the world. I, I, love, I love the amplified version. It says he will convict, the, convict, convince, and bring demonstration. You know, your life ought to be demonstrating the greatness of our God. Really should. But it said that when he comes, he's going to bring conviction. He's going to bring conviction. And, and you, you and I, you and I, we, we got to stop living by convenience and start allowing God to birth conviction in us. If we're going to do what God's called us to do, we need to be living by conviction. We need to be led by the Spirit, and, and, and we need to make sure it's the Spirit of God. And any time you, you, you tie the Holy Spirit to anything in the book, I promise you, you're going to find convictions always right there. And a lot of us, we don't allow the Spirit to bring conviction because that, that would be like admitting we're wrong or something. And we've been fighting for 35 years proving we're right about stuff that nobody else in the world cares about. But we got, we got to learn to let the Holy Spirit. You know, Jeremiah 33, 3, he said, call me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Think about it. God said, I know stuff that you don't know. And most of us agree that God would know some stuff that we don't know. But, you know, one translation says, I'll, I'll show you fenced in things, hidden things, secret things. It implies stuff you couldn't possibly know that God knows. He said, if you call me, I'll tell you. Well, why ain't we calling on him? Because we're under the impression that we know everything. We, we, we don't live a life of conviction. We live a life of convenience. Don't shout me down just because I'm preaching good. I, I realize I should be very, very careful lest I offend some of you spirit-filled people. <laughs> but uh, I bet if you ask God, if you just talk to God... And started asking him to show you areas where you've allowed convenience to overrule your conviction, you'd be amazed. You know, and, and just the way that we serve him and just the, and just the way we live for him, man, we're, we're convenience based, but the spirit moves by conviction. And, and we, we need to be willing to let him bring conviction into our life. Hello? And look, drop down to, what is it, verse 13, and it continues. It says, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he'll guide you. So you get conviction, then we're going to get direction. He's going to bring direction into our life, and he's going to guide us, and he's not going to speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he speaks, and then he's going to tell you things to come. So now we got conviction, we got direction, we got vision, and if you read verse 14, even in 15, he said, he's going to take what's mine and declare it over you. So now, now you not only got vision, but but now you got provision. In other words, what God wants to do is uh, by his spirit, you know, he wants, to, he, he wants to bring conviction in your life, which will, which will begin to change the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices, right? He's going to bring conviction into your life, which is going to start move you in a different direction. And that direction, <laughs> he's going to guide you into, you're going to start colliding with, you can't help it. You're going to be running into truth. What does truth do? Well, the knowledge of the truth sets you free. Well, it's, you know, what'll make you free? The truth. The truth's been around for a long time. We still got a lot of bondage. It's the knowledge of the truth. 
So the Spirit of God is going to bring conviction, which is going to make me think different, which is going to help me see different, which is going to cause me to live different. So I'm going to end up getting a different end result. How does that happen? Well, because now I'm convicted. stuff. I don't need to teach you how to live, what not to do, where not to go, what not to say, what not to drink, what not to smoke. Let the Holy Spirit talk to you. Well, do you think we should live together? Absolutely not. If you're not married, you should not live together. And if you're living together and you don't feel conviction, ask him to start there. Don't ask. I mean, let's promise. I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. I want you to have the blessing of God on your life. So ask him. Because if we can't feel conviction about, you know, there's a lot of stuff you don't need to even pray about. Oh, you're looking at me weird now. You don't, you don't have to pray about obeying him. If it's written in the word, you, you just do it. You, you just don't, you don't pray about it. You obey about it. It's kind of like, well, uh, fasting. Well, I just need to pray. Now, Jesus said when you fast. He didn't say if. So you're going to be fasting. Well, I just, you know, the doctor says I can't do it. You're a weenie. <laughs> now, I realize there's a few cases, very few and far between, that are actual, that's real. But most people lie. I just get all weak and everything. Yeah, I know. It's called hunger. Anyway, I digress. You, you, need to let the, you need to let the Spirit bring conviction so, so, that, so that he can, he, he can bring direction. That truth is going to bring uh, freedom, which is going to position you to like in places you ain't never been before, right? He's going to guide you into the truth. You know what most of us are looking for, though? We, we want life to be easy. We, we, we just, can I just tell you something? That the blessing of God doesn't bring convenience. It brings complication. As God is blessing us, we, we have to get this. We have to get a real revelation. Because as God is blessing us at 6811 Okanagan, I don't know if you know it. I, you know, you, you got a four point some odd million dollar building sitting over there that you own. Well, that means we don't have to give offerings anymore. Oh, no. We're doing a multi-million dollar renovation, right? That it's, it positions us to reach more people. So, in other words, there's going to be more work. So, you can't stay at the level of convenience you've been. You're going to have to be hearing from God, and he's got to have the ability to bring conviction into your life so that you will do some stuff that you ain't never done before so he can get you position in places that you ain't never been before so that you can accomplish stuff that you ain't never been able to get done before. And it, I'm telling you, man, God, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things which God hath prepared for those who love him. Do you love God? Yeah, we love God. Well, he's prepared some stuff. What does that mean? He's made some stuff ready in advance. So he, he, he's got to guide you into that. How's he going to do it? Through conviction. But if you're addicted to convenience, you ain't ever going to embrace conviction. If you're waiting, well, I, you, you said if I raised my hand and said the prayer and put my name on the card, life is going to be easy. Yeah, I know, but we lied. We did that to get you saved, okay? And then we, then we get you baptized, and then we have a full disclosure weekend like this one where it's, okay, you ready to go to work? All hell's about ready to break loose now. <laughs> Why? Because we're being led by the Spirit. Look at the first place that the Spirit led Jesus. He led him, you know, oh, the heavens split open, and, and there's a voice that says, this is my kid, and I think, I dig that guy. And then, then the Spirit of God leads him into the desert to be tempted 40 days and 40 nights. That sounds like fun. 
You're going to be led by the Spirit. You, you got to be prepared. You got to toughen up a little bit. Get your big boy pants on and get ready for life to not always be super, super easy for you. It can't all be about you. If we all live like it's about us, we're going to miss out on winning the lost. We, the Spirit, Jesus said, I think, uh, didn't he say the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because... He has anointed me to preach. I know everybody's waiting for it. Oh, tell, us, tell us why. No, the Spirit of the Lord God's on you because there's a purpose. There's a purpose. God has some stuff that he wants you to get. And, and, and can I tell you something? What, what we got to do is, uh, I mean, just ask yourself this question. What would happen if God's purposes could replace your preferences? What would happen if the purpose of God could replace the preference of Todd? Oh, baby. I'm telling you, your life is going to get better. Don't buy into the lie. Remember before you got saved when the devil told you, oh, don't, don't do that, don't do that, you're going to lose all your friends. Those, those weren't my friends. I mean, the people that separated, man, I, I, you know what I found out? They weren't my friends. The minute you quit buying their drugs, they don't like you. Right? When you, when you ain't around to let them steal from you, and you, you know, they're not all that tight. Now, there's a few of them that, you, that come with you. I think anybody that walks with you ought to end up being closer to God. So you make, you make sure you're leading the walk. I'm not telling you to diss everybody and disengage, but the fact is, is that there's a lot of people. But before we got saved, the devil told us all kinds of stuff. Now you are saved. Now, now you're going after God, and now he's telling you some other stuff. Like, it, well, if you move away from convenience, if you let conviction begin to operate in your life, you're not going to have any more fun. Your family's going to fall apart because you know what? You know what? Uh, uh, th- this thing, think about it. We got, we got to separate church from family because we, we need some family time. Uh, most of the people who tell me they need family time have broken families. Oh, now I'm, now I'm on the right thing. I can feel it. Did you feel that resistance right there? Don't, hey, don't, don't you be messing with my family. It's all screwed up. And you want to go camp together. They might take you out in the woods and bury you. And, and, and you know, I don't know. You might not ever make it back. I'm just saying. You know, uh, it's really weird. because And, you know, I mean, you take what you want and do what you want with this. But maybe you ought to let the Spirit of God deal with you. And just talk to you a little bit because, uh, you know, the thing of it is, is the, like, like in our family, uh, we, we kind of love God. We actually take uh, Matthew six thirty three and live it. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, and then all this other stuff will be added to you. I mean, that's just kind of, you know, we, we don't just, we didn't just buy the plaque. You know, we don't, we don't, we didn't have a stamp made and put it on the stuff that, so that, you know, when we're, you know, let's stamp it to the boat. So that when we do the boat instead of Jesus, we, at least we got a verse on there that says we're seeking him. <laughs> oh man, I messed up this weekend. Can you tell I worked too hard over there at the building? I'm just, dude, he's kind of mean. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. 
God's trying to move us from this convenient spot so that he, so he you know what, there's, there's some stuff that's available to you that, you, that you've been missing out on. And, and you don't want to just get a verse and, you know, put a T-shirt. You want to live this. Seek him first. What would, happen, what would happen if we actually sought God first? You know, we're, we're our family, you know, we've been in church. Multiple services. Our entire lives. But where are my boys? They're on the front row. They're loving God. They're serving God. They, they, why are we here? Because it's a conviction. Is it always convenient? It's never convenient. This morning, I didn't want to go to church. <laughs> not telling jokes. I don't want to go. Uh, you know, I, we worked on the building all week long. I did stuff I'm not supposed to do. I have things on my body I'm not supposed to have. You're supposed to have calluses and blisters and hurts and owies. I'm not. I'm supposed to protect these hands so I can play my guitar. I should get myself a stool, too, because I've been standing up a lot. But what's weird is that the people who want the end result that our life's producing don't want to do it our way. It's kind of like saying you want German chocolate cake, but you want to you, you use the cherry chip recipe. You know, the ingredients from, from custard, but, you, but you're actually trying to create something else. You, you know what? you you got to do this thing God's way. And, you know, I'm not telling you that you need to do what I do. I'm just saying what you need to do is let God bring conviction to you because there's stuff that's been available to you all along, but you just ain't never seen it, so you ain't never got to touch it. And since you didn't get to touch it, it didn't do any effect in your life. And then, you, then you, you're looking at God and say, well, where's the blessing that you promised? It's been there the whole time. Well, ah, that's not true. Well, wait a minute. Second, is it 2 Corinthians? I think I gave you a 2 Corinthians verse, did I? Did I give you a 1 Corinthians verse? It's 4.18. It says, uh, while we consider not the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen, because the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are unseen are eternal. So we don't look at the things which are seen, we look at the stuff which is unseen. This is being led by the Spirit, right? And that, doesn't that sound spooky? Doesn't that sound like really deep spiritual stuff? Let me, let me explain it to you. The stuff that you always look at is the stuff everybody looks at. But if you would live by conviction, you would see some stuff that nobody else is willing to look at. It does not say invisible stuff. It just says unseen, right? So we don't look at the stuff which is seen, but we look at the stuff which is unseen, because the stuff which is seen is usually just temporary. It's going to flash. It's going to be gone anyways. But the stuff, the unseen, the unseen stuff is, is the stuff that actually is eternal. See, uh, eternal life. Jesus came, John 10, 10, Jesus came to, that we might have and enjoy life in abundance through the top till it overflows. We're talking about God life. Zoe is the Greek word, Z-O-E, God life. Life as God has it is eternal life. Eternal life don't start when you're dead. Eternal life starts when you're born again. But unless you're being led by the Spirit, you're not going to see the stuff which applies to eternal life. You're going to see the stuff which applies to this momentary life. Why? Because you've been trained in the, your, your system, your mind. Your, you, you, know, you are a spirit, but you possess a soul, and you live in a body, and that soul and that body has been all screwed up because of sin. But now because of the blood of Jesus, you are right with God and holy, blameless in his sight, and you're not living from that old identity anymore. You're living from a new identity. But you got to be, now you've been reconnected to the Spirit. He said, I, what I need you to understand is that the Spirit's going to bring conviction. Well, you can't reject conviction. you got to embrace it. 
Why? Because it's going to take you in a different direction. Why? So that you can see some stuff that you haven't even looked at before. Let, let, let me break it down real quick this way. In this room, there are things that have always been here, but some of you have never seen it. Does that mean that it's not here because you ain't never seen it? No, it means that you have never seen it. Why haven't you seen it? Well, because nobody acknowledged it. Nobody pointed out. you. No, no, nobody brought it up, so it wasn't all that important to you. It's kind of like the fire hydrant, you know, the, 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 the fire extinguisher hanging on the wall right over there, that big red thing. And it's always been there. But once you acknowledge it, you look at it, oh, there it is. What are you looking at? You're looking at the thing which is unseen. There are some things in your marriage that have always been there. There's some things in your business life that have always been there. There's some opportunities that have been there in your physical world. There's some stuff in your financial world. It's always been there. It's just you ain't never seen it. Well, why have you ever seen it? Because you weren't being led by the Spirit. You're being led by the flesh. And if you allow the Spirit of God to begin to bring conviction, you're going to begin to see some stuff that you ain't never seen before. If you can see some stuff you ain't never seen before, you're going to be able to touch some stuff you ain't never been able to get a hold of before. If you can get your hands on stuff you ain't never been able to get your hands on before, you can accomplish some things that everybody else has always told you is impossible. I'm telling you, as a body, we're standing in a place that everybody said that's impossible. Well, how did we get here? Well, we were led by the Spirit, not by the flesh. Why? Because we could see some stuff that nobody in the flesh could see. How did we get it? Well, we're just going to be led by the Spirit. That did not mean that we're going to break out our tambourines and our streamers and walk around stuff. I mean, no, by conviction. We're going to stand on the Word of God. We're going to believe the Word of God. We're going to not... We're going to refuse to bend on some stuff. You know what? We're not going to cave in, give up, and quit. We're going to stand here and confess that God's word is true and, and that all the promises of God are yes and amen in him. And, and when he leads us to a spot, we're going to stand. We don't care what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like. We're just going to trust God. And I'm telling you that you need to be doing this every day in your individual personal life. Why? Because there's some stuff that God's been trying to get in your hands. There's some blessing. There's some, there, there's some strength that you need. There, there's some hope that you should be, you know, just it should be exuding from you. Why? Because God wants to use you to let other people see that you're, you, through him, all things are possible. You got to be willing to be led by conviction. You got to get that convenience addiction and you got to break it. Yeah, I, I just want to challenge you this week. Do, do a couple of things you don't want to do. Hello? So funny, everybody. Yeah, yeah, we want the blessing of God. Do something you don't want to do. Don't do it for me. I'm not asking you to mow my lawn. I'm asking you to go to God and say, okay, start guiding me. First, it's going to be conviction. Then it's going to come direction, and he's going, to, he's going to direct you. And you know what you're going to end up doing? You're going to end up colliding with truth. But you've got to be careful because it usually doesn't make sense when God brings direction. It doesn't make sense to you that, to go that way. It doesn't make sense. Well, there's a way that seems right to you, but the end is not life. Remember, what is the law of the Spirit? Life and peace in Jesus. The, 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 the law of the Spirit is life in Christ Jesus. The law of the flesh is death. Why, why don't we untie from death and tie into this life thing that God's got for us? Well, you're probably going to have to do some stuff that's uncomfortable for you. Why? Because you're going to be led by conviction, not by convenience. You're going to have a collision with truth, and it's, it's, it's going to open some stuff up, and, and then vision's going to come. He's going to start talking to you about things to come. He's going to bring some vision into your life. And when God brings vision, he always carries the provision. 
And so you don't have to worry about, am I going to get enough? Because anytime you do it God's way, you're going to end up more blessed than you would have if you just done, if you gone after your, if you, if you stay with your preference, you will never have as much if you release your preference and go after his purpose. His purpose will always provide more because God is able in all things with all sufficiency to cause you to always abound in abundance towards every good work. The abundance isn't for you. The sufficiency is about you. But the abundance is for his purpose. We need to be led by the spirit towards his purpose, not led by our spirit, our flesh, going after our preference. Amen? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, that whole thing was for you. Amen. Amen. Just bow your head, close your book for just a minute. We're going to pray a prayer. If you're here today...